What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Loy Lee. Today is uh, March 15th, Sunday. It's a Sunday. I'm trying to get ahead of this. Crazy. Welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. It's been forever and a day. I have not had a podcast since um, November. And November was right around the time the wife and I made huge life decisions, uh, life-altering choices, and um, it's been a while. So the wife and I have decided to move from the D.C. area, the DMV, if you will. We moved from D.C. to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Huge life change. And that's where I've been. And you're like, well, that's been a long time. Like, what happened? And go, well, moving is a pain in the ass. Let's start with that, right? Moving, not easy. Not my favorite thing in my life to do. And I just, uh, I'm really not good at it. I am pretty good at just throwing a lot of shit away, loading up a car, and hoping for the best. Like, that is what I'm best at. And I'm grown. I've changed. I'm getting better at stuff. So, uh, normally, what I'm used to is loading up the car and just driving. Takes a few trips. Fuck it. Whatever. But uh, not the case. This is not the case. This is a big one. And uh, this one required more than just my stuff. You know what, Loy? You have to think about life in general, and maybe it's not all about you. And you go, you know what? You're right. Um, I had a lot of my wife's stuff. And um, it's funny because we moved to D.C. in 2016 uh, from L.A., and we just kind of loaded up the Prius. Anything that didn't fit in the Prius, the regular Prius, 2012 Prius, if it didn't fit, got rid of it. Out. Not the case this time. This time was um, different. This time, uh, I am really dumbfounded at how quickly you can acquire stuff to the point where you have a lot of stuff. Like, I have a whole one-bedroom apartment full of stuff, right? Bedroom stuff, living room stuff, dining room stuff, kitchen stuff, 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 stuff. And uh, you had to get a move. So, um, and moving's expensive. I get it, people. When you're like, you know what? Fuck it, just move. It's not easy. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. And you can only cut so many quarters, right? Uh, what do you do? You get a big old truck and then you got to buy the trailer to put your car on it. And then there's gas and then you load up the car and then you just, you know, it's a lot of stuff. And then I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a city boy. I don't know if I can drive a tractor trailer thing, you know, the big rig things. I don't know. I didn't know if I could drive with a trailer hitch behind. And then on top of that, you go, well, you have to have a car that has a trailer. We have a Subaru Forester, which is dope, right? I enjoy it. You got to look up the towing capacity and then the size and then how much, I don't know. Like the towing capacity was like 1,500 pounds. What does that mean? I don't know. But then you got to factor in the trailer. And the trailer is like 600 pounds. So now you're only stuck with, I don't know, whatever the math is, 1,800 pounds, uh, 800 pounds, something like that, Loy. Get your fucking math together, Loy. Um, what's 800 pounds? I don't know what 800 pounds is. 900 pounds? I guess if it's six, yeah, 900 pounds. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. So we just um, had to figure it all out, you know, got rid of a bunch of stuff and then sold stuff on, on Facebook. That was great. And then, unfortunately, we just had to leave a bunch behind, donated a bunch of stuff. So um, my wife got sick the day that we, like, the week that we were packing. 
And uh, I was hoping it was just going to be like a 24, 48-hour bug. Um, but uh, it, it came and it went. And so I ended up having to like throw a whole bunch of shit into a box, in boxes, right? And then uh, we decided, hey, since we have so much stuff, we have an Amway track station in D.C. at Union Station. And then there's an Amway track depot in Albuquerque, which is here, right? Yeah. Um, we just decided, hey, uh, it was cheaper to just put it in boxes and ship it, right? It was like basically, I don't know, uh, less than a dollar a pound. So we just sent out all the stuff, all the stuff we could send out, we sent out. And you know, that was requiring back and forth trips to and from uh, Amway, uh, Amtrak, Amway, hmm. uh, double diamond, bro. <laughs> I I had to do most of it by myself, which is fine. The wife's sick. Wife barely gets sick, but um, it was just an, an inopportune time. So I ended up doing a lot of the stuff myself, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And um, the day that we went to go pick up the trailer, uh, the, 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 the trailer, yeah, it's a trailer, right? The trailer hitch, the hitch, hitch trailer, the box to put stuff in, right? Go there, and it was like, we're supposed to leave on, I think it was like a Monday, and uh, we go on Saturday night to pick it up, and uh, we go out there, and the we, I go out there, and the woman's like, "Hey, uh, great, see your reservation, no problem. Uh, go out to the lot. It's like space number whatever, forty-seven. So I go out there, and I'm standing, I'm looking at uh, space forty-seven. It's not there. There's nothing there. There's literally an empty spot. Forty-seven, forty-six, forty-four, forty-five, all of them. Like I'm just standing in an empty parking lot, no trailers, and. Uh, I go back in there. I was like, hey, 47, are you sure? You sure it's 47? It's not 147, 247, whatever, whatever spot. You sure it's the right spot? Because I'm, I'm standing at 47. There's nothing through the 50s. I'm, I'm, I'm in a blank aisle of, uh, of U-Haul, and there's nothing there. Nothing remotely. And then she goes, huh. She goes out there, looks, not there. Uh, obviously, because I can see a fucking trailer, right? I can see a whatever, eight, six-foot, eight-foot trailer, whatever it is. Pretty sure I can see that in a parking spot. Can't hide that shit. And uh, go back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Not there. Fuck. Literally, literally, like, I have two days to pack everything into this trailer that I have left. And uh, the reason why we had to do trailer versus just loading up the car was basically because um, my, my wife wanted uh, our bed frame thing. It was very sentimental to her. You know, it's like an old school 1950s sleigh bed. Uh, the frame, not the mattress. The mattress would go, fuck it, get rid of it, right? We were that asshole. We were that asshole where we were like, hey, we bought the mattress from Costco. We could sell it for $150 on uh, Facebook, or we could just return it for the full, for full retail price. And I hate being that guy. But we were those people. We, we were like, you know what? This makes a huge difference. So uh, we returned it. Everyone was just sitting there judging us. The way you're judging me now, but in real life, real time, they were just like, this motherfucker returning a bed? Yeah, that's why we had, that, it's allowed. It's not my, I didn't, I'm not yelling at the person to tell them to take it back and give us the refund. They do it. They just do it. I mean, we only had the mattress for two years, but you know. And it felt bad. Like, it was very humbling. But I'm just standing there just with the mattress. 
at Costco returning it. And they didn't even blink. The people that worked there didn't even care. Like, it wasn't even a thing that, like, surprised them. Like, yeah, we, we do this all the time. Um, but everyone else was like, oh, my God. Are they returning it? That's, that's nasty. It's like, fuck you. I'm sti- I've returned stuff standing in line with people returning, like, half-eaten loaves of bread, molding cheese. Well, I guess cheese is kind of moldy. But, like, just shit that's, like, they're eating out of the bag of chips that they're returning in line. And I'm the asshole. So, whatever. I, uh, I just said, fuck it. This is, this is for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's $500 difference, people. $500. We bought it for like $650 or something. And then we could have sold it for $150 on Facebook Marketplace. Or we could got $650 back. It's $500 difference. That's a huge deal, right? Huge deal. So uh, we were those people, and I don't care. Felt good. Not really. But uh, it felt like we were doing the right thing. The hard thing, the right thing is sometimes the hard thing to do. And you're probably judging me right now, and I'm just saying, hey, would you do it for 500 What would you do for $500 right now? Would you return a mattress? That's what I did. That's what I did. Um, man, so yeah, my wife was sick. She wanted the she wanted the 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 sleigh bed frame, um, so that was not gonna fit into the Forester. So I had to get a trailer. And so yes, going back to the story, the trailer trailer's not there. She's looking around. Hey, maybe there's another one. Do you want another one? Uh, I'll take another one. Right? Doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you. It was like Saturday night, so basically they were all sold out. They were like, hey, maybe there's another place, U-Haul place. They look gone, right? It's the end of the fucking, it's like December. It's the freaking last day of November before the first day of December. And uh, everyone's moving. So gone. And um, the guy was like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I was like, listen, bro, I need it because that means I'm going to have to load up the car. It's going to take me, you know, two days to load up this, this trailer because my wife's sick, whatever, whatever. Um, lo and behold, literally, as we're just kind of staring at each other, like, mm, I don't know, we, uh, there's nothing I can do. What can I do? I, I don't know. There's nothing I can do. You know, just kind of like that hands in pockets, just rocking back and forth on your, on the balls of your feet, just being like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Lo and behold, a fucking, a trailer pulls up. Somebody literally stole the other trailer that was reserved for me, and then at the last darkest hour minute of the day, somebody just kind of pulled up and be like, hey, I'm returning this early. Is it cool? I fucking love that guy. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, even renting the trailer, it's going to be more gas. You still have to buy a tow hitch. If you don't have a tow hitch, which I didn't, like, I had to buy a tow hitch. I had to get it installed, right? Um... That's all money. Moving is expensive, bro. Seriously. These are the things that you just don't think about until you, like, have to do it. And you're like, I mean, tow hitch was, like, I don't know, like, 100 bucks. Getting installed was, like, 150 bucks. And then the trailer, I don't even want to think about that shit. It was expensive. So we bring the trailer back, loading up the car, loading up the trailer. Um, mind you, I lived on the 15th floor. I literally had to bring the tr- uh, bring everything down through the elevator. There was no freight elevator, and then had to go, you know, 
bring it down the hallway. It wasn't easy. It was very time-consuming, doing it by myself, right? Uh, you're like, Lloyd, you're a hero. Like, I know, I am. It's fine. My wife loves me, right? I love my wife. I do it for my wife. My wife was, like, sick with the flu. Um, I'd never seen her this sick. I, like, to the point where if I didn't have to move, if I wasn't focused on doing this, like, I would have been super concerned, right? Because I'm a concerned guy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it took significantly a lot longer uh, to get everything moved. And um, I was hoping to leave. And he, here's the route. So the plan was like, we're going to leave on the 1st. That was the last day. Drop the keys off. That was like a Sunday or something. Drop the keys off um, at, the, at the business center of the office, of the building that we live in, right? Uh, business office, whatever. Uh, leasing office. That's the word. Leasing office. Drop it off. We're out. I was hoping to be gone by like, you know, 9 a.m. Loaded, packed, slept, everything sorted out, home, go, go leave. And then um, we wanted to go, since it was winter, I was trying to avoid all of the, uh, everything possible. So we're going to go straight down south from D.C. to, um, first stop was going to be Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, and then we're going to go to um, New Orleans, and then from New Orleans, we're going to go stay with my aunt in Houston. Shout out to my aunt, Stephanie. She's like, hey, come and visit, whatever. No problem. Spend the night there. And then from Houston, we go to Austin. From Austin to Lubbock. From Lubbock to... Uh, I think we went straight from Lubbock to Albuquerque. Does that sound right? Yeah, I guess it does sound right. Lubbock. Um, and the thing was, like, we're just trying to break it down to, like you know, eight, nine-hour drive, 10-hour drive max, and I had to drive slow because, you know, I'm in a trailer. I'm driving a trailer, pulling a trailer, Subaru, you know, everything. And um, so we didn't leave. In, we were supposed to leave at 9 a.m. We literally did not leave until 6 p.m. Uh, so we're a little off, a little bit off, which was great because, um, like, 6 p.m., we're leaving D.C., and, you know, so we said, fuck it. Let's just go back to Amtrak one more time and just just get rid of everything that we can. Anything that's in a box, let's just fucking get rid of it. Let's, it's, it's too much weight um, if we can save on gas a little bit. So we, we ended up going to Amtrak, and they weigh it, and then they just put it on a train. And uh, going online, everything, everything that I looked like Reddit, I was like, yeah, they say two to three days, but... Um, it took like two weeks. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. We'll get to Albuquerque in time, and um, and we'll just wait for our stuff, right? Uh, we have enough stuff to basically hold us over until the stuff gets there. A week or two, you know, that's fine. So we start driving, and by the time we get to like, uh, it, yeah, it must have been, yeah, it was like the first day. Literally when we left, that Sunday. Hamtrak calls us up and was like, hey, by the way, uh, your first shipment of stuff's here. Uh, we'll hold it for 48 hours, but after that, we're going to cost, it's going to be like five bucks a day per box, and we had a shit ton of boxes. So luckily, uh, my father-in-law was like, eh, I'll go pick it up, no problem. So we pick it up, and I'm hoping, like, okay, maybe that's a fluke. Maybe that's a fluke, and the next day of shipment will be postponed two weeks or a week by the time we get there. Nope. Right on clockwork. Getting a phone call every fucking day. Being like, hey, stuff's here. And be like, hey, Pops, uh, could you 
pick that stuff up. Like, I'm already being an inconvenience. We're already being an inconvenience, and we don't live there yet. Uh, so that was, the, but he was a great guy. Great guy. He's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. Load it up um, every day. So uh, we leave at like 6 p.m. We didn't get to, uh, we didn't get to Atlanta. It's normally supposed to be like a 10-hour drive, but it didn't, we didn't get there until like 6 a.m. We already got an a, a Airbnb. We were hoping to be there by like 6 p.m., right? And go to Atlanta. Show my wife Atlanta. Here you go, Atlanta. Boom, food. Go, go to bed. Check in the Airbnb. Wake up and go. But uh, we, because that's like the longest leg. That was like one of the longest legs. Uh, you know, uh, twelve hours or something. And um, so we literally just checked into the Airbnb at like six, five a.m., six a.m. or something like that. We slept until about ten. And then we just jumped back in the car. We were just like, hey, if we leave early, we can actually go to, um, we can go to New Orleans and hang out there. Because it's like, you know, it's a, um, it's a shorter drive. It's like six or seven hours or something. So we get to Atlanta, uh, sleep, and then um, we just wake up 10 a.m., get some food, and, and, and we leave. We got to see zero of Atlanta, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, we, we got to New Orleans, driving through the south, you know, <sighs> running a trailer. <sighs> I'm not saying nothing other than it's a little stressful, a little stressful. Everything we own, uh, my prized possession, my wife is in the car. Um, it's stressful. That, that's the biggest stress. Uh, so we get to uh, we get to New Orleans. Uh, I get to finally show my wife New Orleans. Like I've been there a few times for a few conventions and and whatnot, but being able to show my wife is like, oh, this is where this is. Like, hey, this is Bourbon Street. And she goes, oh yeah, I could see how this could be a shit show. Like, we were there. I don't know, f- December second, and it was like eight p.m. and people were still throwing up. Like people are throwing up on a Monday. She goes, yeah, I can see how this is a shit show. Um, and it wasn't even that busy, but people were still getting out of hand. Like, this is Bourbon Street. And then um, we ended up going to the next day, go to French Quarter, which I'd been through before, but never really saw during the day. And that was beautiful. Super dope. Uh, nothing like New Orleans. And then we found out, like, you know, through internet that... So we drink this Vietnamese coffee ca- called Café du Mont. The brand, right? And on it, it's like a, it's like a yellow orangish can, and then it's got like a brownish lettering. It's ca- Cafe du Monde, Cafe of the World, and then it shows this little cafe, and it's like uh, New Orleans style Vietnamese coffee or something, right? It's my favorite coffee. Uh, that's what I've been drinking, and I uh, didn't realize that it was an actual place. Like it was an actual, actual place, and you go there, and uh, it's like. Only Vietnamese people work there, and they're just, they're open 24 hours, and they basically serve coffee and benets. That's it. And those are like fried dough donuts with powdered sugar. That's it. You can have anything you want as long as it's Vietnamese-style coffee with no condensed milk, uh, condensed, yeah, sweet milk, just cream, sugar, donut, cream, sugar, benets, right? That's it. Um, but being able to show my wife that and like experience it, like was super dope. Um, I got to bring her to mother's restaurant, right? It's called mother's. And, uh, I've been bragging about this shit forever. And finally, you finally be able to show your wife like, this is what I've been talking about. Mother's, uh, crawfish etouffee. 
that is the shit, right? It's basically butter, flour, crawfish on top of rice. Like, I don't know. That's, that's pretty dope to me. And uh, it was funny because I hadn't been to New Orleans, and I don't know, uh, for six, seven, seven years, seven years or so. And we order it, and uh, I'm excited. It shows up, and I'm like, oh, this looks different. I try it and go, this does not remind me. Like, there, there is no endorphins kicking in my brain being like, oh, yes, this is the shit that you remember. And I'm like, huh, very strange, very, very strange. But it turns out that they just gave me the wrong thing. And I was like, I had a, like, is this, is this it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, are you sure this is crawfish etouffee? And he goes, uh, ooh, yeah, um, nope, that's not it. <laughs> he takes it, and then uh, he uh, brings it back. He brings it back, and then my wife's like, oh, yeah, I can see how this would be um, troublesome because it was so good. It was rice and then, like, um, it's like crawfish in a roux, basically butter, flour, seasoning on top of rice, and uh, that was my favorite. So, uh that was pretty dope. Uh, Houston, uh, we hung out with my aunt. And then um, San Antonio, we stopped by to get barbecue. San Antonio barbecue, the shit. Uh, we didn't see any of it, of San Antonio. We just pulled over, got, uh, got barbecue, left. And then, because uh, we had to get to Austin. So we get to Austin, and uh, we hung out on 6th Street. That was dope. That's like Bourbon Street of Austin, that's where all the people hang out, and again, it was an off night, which is whatever, you know, pretty dope, and um, but finally got to experience it, got Austin barbecue on the way out at Salt Lake, dope, Texas, and they fucking barbecue, man, I'm telling you, shit is amazing, amazing, um, like, I like Memphis, I like the Memphis rub, um, I like Montreal steak rub, but uh, the way they do it, and it was cheap, like, I don't know, $20 lunch, you know, for the two of us. It was dope. People there are so nice. Like, I was wearing an L.A. Dodger hat, and everyone was like, ooh, I don't know. Yikes. Really? The Dodgers? And, and you know, the funny thing was the, the stealing science uh, scandal from the Astros got in trouble. They hadn't come out yet because I would have loaded them up, loaded them up. Give it to them. Give them the one-two right there, Bobby. But uh, that hadn't happened, so I just had to take it like a take it like a goddamn man. Be like, yep, that shit happened. Fuck. Um, so the Dodgers, uh, yeah, apparently not well liked in Austin, and um, and people like baseball out there, so it's dope. I like baseball, right? I like baseball. My kind of people. Uh, Lubbock. We were just so exhausted by the time we got to like the thing about Texas is like it's so flat. You just you're driving forever. And just in a straight line. And we're going through these little towns, getting gas. And, like, there, it was strange. It looked like a John Mellencamp song where it just kind of pull up. There's, like, two gas stations, uh, a blinking light, and that's it. And if you blink, you're, you go from a freeway, uh, like an interstate freeway to, like, town roads to, like, a stop sign. And then you, that's it. That's it. You don't even exit. It's just, like, the same street, right? Um, and just like, I can't live out there, man. Just so far from everything. Like your neighbor is literally in the next quintessential town over. Um, 
but people were sweet there. I liked I like Texas. I could definitely see myself visiting it often, but um, yeah, I I don't think I could live out there. Uh, Houston, maybe hang out with my aunt a bit. Uh, what else is going on? I uh, also from from Houston, uh, Lubbock, Lubbock. Yeah, we got to Lubbock, and it was just so, we were just so tired. And just checking in and out of Airbnbs and just, um, it's nerve-wracking driving uh, a trailer. I'm not used to it. And, like, here's the thing. You're just, like, as a man, you're supposed to be able to do stuff and be comfortable with stuff. And I had to tell my wife, like, I'm not comfortable. I'll do it. We'll figure this out together. But I'm not comfortable. Like, this is not something that's in my DNA. Um, It's not anything that I've done before. So, uh, you know, just driving slow on the freeways fucking tiring just going below the speed limit when you know the speed limit's like 75 and you are only comfortable going 65 or it's 65 and you're only going 55 like that shit just you just want to freaking will the car faster right but no you can't because everything you own in the fucking thing right in the back uh lubbock and then we drove through roswell had lunch they like the aliens out there. They they know what is attracting customers, and they fucking lean right into it. Aliens, fucking aliens. That's it. And came got to Albuquerque. Now you're like, hey, Lloyd. So tell us, you spent literally 25 minutes talking about moving, and I'm like, I'm just trying to get you get you caught up. Like, if you're curious about where I've been, that's the first week. <laughs> We got to Albuquerque. We left like on the first. We got here on the fifth. Yeah, that sounds about right. The fifth. And uh, fucking Albuquerque's nice, man. I don't want to tell people because I'm afraid that people are just gonna roll up and be like, "Hey, I'm in Albuquerque. Gonna move." It's affordable. Like it's a really, 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 really big small town, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Everyone's nice. Everyone's like pleasant out here for the most part. Um, not much going on. Comedy has been going well. They're like, Lloyd, how's your comedy? Like, that's why we're here. How is your comedy? It's dope. Uh, people out here, they're friendly. The comics are, you know, they're up and coming. They're funny. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. There's not, there's not a lot of comedy, but, you know, I'm getting my seven, eight sets in, nine sets in a week, and uh, I feel at home. Like, I feel like embraced. I didn't feel this comfortable in D.C., um, I, sure, I've got friends out there. Shout out to Eddie Lyles. Shout out to uh, fucking Glenn Lawrence and um, Andrew Vu. You know, people, shout out to them. But uh, I didn't feel welcomed uh, as a scene in general. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, this is where I'm going to call home. Um, so I felt, uh, shout out to Flex. Um, I didn't feel like I was uh, ever a part of the scene. I just felt like I was one of the guys on the outside trying to fight to get in and uh, never got there. So, uh, yeah, I harbor some Ill, Ill feelings. And definitely I think that I could have handled it better for sure. But uh, it was just one of those things where, I don't know, man, um, just like anything, like you go to jail, I guess they tell you, hey, read some books, find find yourself some Jesus. I don't know. Uh, make use of your time because that's a time that you're never going to get back. And I don't think I did uh, that as well as I could have. Um, but I felt like my growth as a comedian was stunted in D.C. And um, even I've been doing comedy here for um, 
like two months now, and I feel like I've grown. I've grown more in two months now than I did in three years in D.C., three and a half years in D.C., so, you know, I like it out here. It's small, but I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm getting the growth that I need and I want, and so I'll tell you this. uh, People who are wondering, it's like, Hey, sometimes you got to leave your home in order to be in order to find your tribe. Just because you live there, just because you know everyone there doesn't mean this is the best case scenario for you for whatever it is that you're doing, your art, your uh whatever, whatever you're into, right? Sometimes you got to leave home. You got to leave where you are to find yeah, find your Albuquerque people, you know? Just go out there and uh find where you're accepted, get in where you fit in and um y- you know, especially in D.C., it's like I don't think that I could have made a difference. Um, here, you know, I feel like I could actually make a difference. I feel like I can actually be part of something, build it, and I'm accepted. So it feels good. I got my confidence back. I got uh, I got a will to dr- – a, a drive, will to do it to get better, and um, I'm excited to be here. You know, I'm really, really, really excited to be here. And I'm not just saying that bullshit. Like um, – I really feel like uh, I'm getting on shows and showcases and, and, and I'm helping the younger comics and just getting friends out here. Shout out to everyone that has accepted me. Your boy cannot thank you enough. Shout out to Josh Fournier. Shout out to Zach Abeda. Those seem to be my road dogs. From the minute I got here to the second we started clicking, literally it was, uh, it was very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, I'm curious. I don't know. I guess I got an alert on Facebook. I should probably tur- I've turned that off. Uh, so, yes, that's what I've been doing. I've been, I've been getting out there, and, oh, I guess I should probably turn that off. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Come on, Loy. Be fucking professional. Okay, now I'm back. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I, I got addictive comedy. I found comedy happiness again. Sure. Got to figure out how to make money on this coast and in this area. Um, but I feel at home. I feel happy. Uh, I'm confident again. And comedy is addicting. Comedy is like one of those things where it's like, ah, I just want to go out and do it again. You know, I'm getting better getting stronger, getting confident, you know, that the, all of those things are addictive. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've been trying my best to, like, get a, a, a place situated so I can actually shoot this podcast. Um, I went out and bought, like, a roller-top desk. And you're like, what is a roller-top desk? You know, like the old-school ones with the, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's like, you know, it's just roller-top. There's a roller-top. You can pull that down. And um, close it up, stuff like that. Uh, man, what else was? Oh yeah, and the painting. Man, I'll get into that another another podcast. I don't want to uh, drown you guys out with uh, too much because we're already at thirty minutes, right? Thirty, almost thirty-two minutes. So uh, yeah, that's where I've been. Um, it took a long time to get situated as far as like getting um, getting an office sorted out, getting. Um, you know, just all of my stuff unpacked. It's, oh, my God. Here's the thing, people. If you're going to move, 
fucking make sure shit's organized. I kind of just threw everything into a box and said, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. That's not the best way. And you're like, hey, like we could have told you that. But no, no, I'm telling you why. If you're like, hey, you know, like I, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and people are like, hey, this is how you pack. And it's like, there's no reason for it. It's just like, this is the way it is and this is the way you should do it. And um, man, uh, just trying to find shit. That's that's really what it comes down to. It's like, ah, I found all of my kitchen shit. Don't need it. I found all the shit I didn't need first. And you go, well, I just need clean underwear. Um, I just need to find a fucking light bulb that I packed. Uh, I need to find, you know, my podcasting stuff. So it's taking time, getting it sorted out. I appreciate your patience, guys. Uh, I am very excited to be back. I'm very excited to be able to put together a video portion of this on YouTube uh, that is worth looking at. And um, I'm very excited uh, to talk to you guys about you know, what's going on in my life. I would spend 30-something minutes on just talking about moving and um, didn't really get to address really anything else. So, um, man, I will tell you, uh, this this coronavirus has got me concerned. Um, I Going back to the, the fact that comedy is addicting and you just can't wait to go back, I have, uh, the wife and I have decided, hey, let's, quarantine ourselves like everybody else like good responsible people uh we're in a good position financially and 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 at the home where we can not leave the house for 14 days and be okay so we are um you know we're concerned you know we live with our in-laws which is great uh but being able to keep them safe i think is um the big thing right keeping us all safe because i don't know I, i don't know what to think about all of it and no matter what I say, I think if you take it too serious, take it serious, people go, oh, it's, it's whatever, whatever. Or if you're just very lax days, which I was. You know, I made a few jokes before it got to Albuquerque, and then it got to Albuquerque. And, um, you know, it's a little bit of concern now. So I took it light. Now I'm taking it serious. Uh, I think that we all should even, I don't know, eh, just let's, let's, uh, let's take it serious because uh, it could be a problem, right? Right, goes back and be like, oh, just wash your hands, people. Right, uh, you guys, I will let you guys go. Uh, it's been 30 something minutes. Uh, we'll talk about the coronavirus and all of that details. Uh, please, thank you very much for checking this out. Please, um, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter if you have not. I'm, I'm so happy to be back. I feel like a, a weight has lifted from my chest. And um, I can actually uh, live and breathe again. So thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to start a new sports podcast. That's actually what I want to talk about. And you're like, hey, uh, one podcast is enough. I got some good you know, insights saying that, hey, we really don't care about your sports. Dope. I'm just going to do a, a sports podcast. It's going to be called Top of the Third. Top of the Third. T-O-P-O-F-T-H-E. 3RD. I don't know. TOT3, right? Top of the third. And it's for the casual fan. Uh, not a lot of stats. Uh, we're just going to talk about the topics. And uh, that's about it. That should start, I don't know, next week since I got nothing better to do. I'm fucking quarantined, right? We're quarantined. Uh, you'll start seeing me live on Facebook uh, from my Facebook page, Louis Lee Comedy. That's exciting. Um, no, I do appreciate all of you guys. Uh, if you have not subscribed to this, 
like it, rate it. Definitely rate this. If you're on YouTube, take a second. Loyally Comedy, just give me the thumbs up. Whatever. Little, little uh, comment. Wherever you find this, this audio portion of it, just five stars, you know, um, leave a little review. All of that stuff helps. Because uh, we're, we're getting into the analytics of things, people. I appreciate you guys very, 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 very much. I miss you even more. And, um, you know, I just, uh, uh, it's been too long. And we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I hope all is well. Be safe. Don't be a dick. Wash your hands. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. Bye.